Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It's Friday, heading into a long weekend, hopefully long for most, if not all of you. Unless you're, you know, another part of the world, maybe you don't jive with Labor Day. But here in America, we'll be having a three-day weekend. I will be partaking in said three-day weekend. Going to relax and chill. Although I think I will probably still throw down a Packers Daily next Monday. Don't want to leave you guys hanging for too long. But yes, the final weekend without NFL football. We finally made it, folks. We're ready to go. We're ready to watch the Packers take on the Vikings in week one. But before we do that, we got to give a shout out to our good friends over at Executive Global Tours. That's right. Join them on green. Ryan Grant and other Packers legends in London. The weekend the Packers take on the Giants at Hotspur Stadium. A bus tour of London. A London pub crawl. Game tickets, obviously, three-day pass for the London Tube, a game day tailgate party, and most fun of all, a Packers alumni cocktail party the night before. Corey and I will be in attendance. It's going to be a lot of fun. Check out executiveglobaltours.com for all the info on their packages, airfare from JFK and or Jersey for you to London and back. We don't want to strand you there. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of Packers legends going to be in the house. Make sure you check out Executive Global Tours. Dot com. You know what else you should check out? You should check out the Carry the G Club. That's right. We're kicking off the 2022 season with a brand new way for Packers fans worldwide to hang out with us here at Cheesehead TV. The Carry the G Club. Members get custom loyalty badges showing how long you've been a club member attached to your name in all of our live streams and YouTube comments. Special Cheesehead TV emojis featuring Corey and myself. Access to our weekly virtual happy hour to come hang out, talk Packers all year long, hear Corey bitch about whatever he's going to bitch about this week. Joining the Carry the G Club is as easy as tapping that join button you see on YouTube, the desktop version only. Do it, people. You know you want to carry the G with us here at Cheesehead TV. So good to see so many people already chopping it up in the comments section. Scott, how are you? Gary's here. Of course, Gary's here. Big B is here. What's up, Big B? How you doing? Jacob's here. Hello to everybody. What's going on? Jakesman. 1252. Cheesehead TV is awesome. I can't thank you enough for that, and I can't thank you enough for hanging out and checking out the stream on Twitch. Uh, speaking of Twitch, I want to give a shout-out to Soder. I am sorry, my friend. I know I said I was going to go live last night. Um, if you can't tell, I am fighting something pretty ridiculous as far as a cold goes. Uh, it's not COVID, thank goodness. I've been testing pretty regularly because I keep thinking, i got to have COVID, but it's not COVID. Uh, but I do not feel great. Not I'm playing hurt, people. So uh, last night, the girlfriend forced me into uh, just sitting down and, and watching TV with her and just relaxing because uh, I've been pushing it. And uh, I think my body's telling me to shut up, sit down and listen. Apple needs to get on the ball. Uh, Justin, I believe you're probably talking about the Sunday ticket. Uh, even if if and when they do, that won't happen until uh, next year. Next, five cornerbacks on the active and two on the practice squad. Am I missing something? I don't think so. Well, now that Rico Gafford has been released for the return of Abernathy, Micah Abernathy placed back on the um, practice squad. That sounds about right. Well, what else we got here? Big B, when are the Tyler, Tyler Herrick emojis coming? That's a really good question, Big B. We got to get on that. 100% have to get on that. Can we get a cooking with gas emote? Ooh, ooh, I like that. That's a really good idea. Tyler, take note. Cooking with gas. I like it. Trayson, that's very nice of you to say. Thanks so much. Dash, thank you for the super sticker. Greatly appreciated. Very, very much appreciated. 
Am I on the PUP? I know because I can perform. I am still physically able to perform. I'm just playing hurt. That's all. Uh, Wisconsin Dells says, go pack, go. What's up, Todd? Thanks for checking out the stream, buddy. Abernasty needs to be a t-shirt. Oh, no doubt about it. Rico Gaffer got dropped. Not concerning for special teams or yes. Oh, no, I no, not concerning for special teams, especially with the addition of Rudy Ford. Um, I don't think you guys understand how good Ford is on special teams. Um, legit the reason he's in town with the Packers. He is going to really help, especially as a gunner. Um, just wait for week one. Bringing you for to feel better. Thank you, Garrett. Very nice of you. Is there a chance we move Yash to fullback? No. Oh, we're getting moving Yash to fullback questions. This is definitely Friday. Brandon, thank you for the super chat. My theory, Rogers, two years and he retires. No fifth year for Love. Extend Love similar to 12's first extension. Allow Love low cap hits to deal with 12's dead money. Brandon, there's a lot going on there. Um, entirely possible. I'm not going to completely dismiss that idea. I do think at some point, though, Jordan Love is going to want to say, and his agent, they're going to say, we want to play. Who knows what happens next year? Now, you know, as I intimate in the title of the video, Aaron Rodgers could easily win another MVP. All right, maybe not easily, but he could definitely win another MVP. Three in a row is not unheard of. It's happened before. Hell, Brett Favre did it, even though he had to split that third one with Barry Sanders. But if the learned football people who vote for the MVP, uh, you know, see fit to give Aaron Rodgers the most valuable player award while he's thrown to Devontae Adams. Uh, you take away Devontae Adams and you add the narrative that we heard all offseason long and still here in some quarters that the Packers have no weapons. And clearly, he's working with the worst wide receiver core in the league or one of them. Well, if and when the Packers go out and score 30 points a game and Rodgers is thrown 4,000 yards and a ton of touchdowns and don't you kind of have to give him the MVP at that point? I'm not saying. I'm just saying. We shall see. Crab Cakes, what's up, man? Update on Ram... Oh, uh, Ahmed. Zero reports I heard not football related. Uh, we will see. Patience, young Jedi. I know everybody's chomping at the bit, but uh, they don't play anyone for over a week. Let's just uh, chill and see what happens with the kid. The Vikings are such an empty, hollow franchise. Yes. Yes, they are. They were 100%. Um, and two, follow up on Crab Cakes with Mason Crosby. He's on in line, ready to go, as he said he was. He should be good to go for week one. I am not worried about that at all. <laughs> Dakota. So, Brett Favre. Vikings legend Brett Favre? Is that what you're talking about? Man. So unfortunate. Obviously, we stick to football here, but I will say it is really, really sad to see everything surrounding Brett and this situation in Mississippi. Um, not going to talk too much about it, but it is incredibly disappointing. Let's just say that. Trayson, the thing about our wide receivers is we have proven depth and new playmakers. Dobbs does things you can't teach. Watson, even if he just does the go route all year, he'll be taking the top off, which creates opportunities. I mean, in a perfect world, Tracing, yeah, 100%. Things do tend to change, though, once the regular season rolls around and things get a little bit more difficult. Game planning happens. Guys a lot more physical. Things can uh, catch up to a rookie real quick. Now, that said, I very much agree with your kind of theories here. 
Um, but it all looks good on paper and, in, you know, putting it in your game plan, et cetera, putting it in motion and making it a practice is very different. And hopefully the rookies are up for it. And we shall see. David, please take my money, Nags. Happily, David. Although this isn't really me taking your money. It's Cheesehead TV taking your money. Very different. But thank you, David. We thank you for the support. Dave, thanks for the super chat. Would Cheesehead TV ever consider producing some scheme slash formation 101 type videos? I've tried reading some books, but I'm a visual learner. 100% would buy. It's really a good question, Dave. Um, I actually did this with Matt Bowen back in the day at Bleacher Report. We produced a whole series. of. I, I'll see if uh, Bleacher Report still has them up somewhere although they're probably lost in the midst of time at this point. That was a long time ago. Um, the thing is, is the problem is, is I've talked about this a lot before, when you're producing X's and O's content, you know, there's a reason NFL matchup gets put on like ungodly hours, like either 3 a.m. or 5 a.m. You know, they're never on prime time. It's never like a major production for ESPN, partly because it's co-produced with NFL films. It's not their thing, etc. But it's also because it doesn't do numbers. You know, two people yelling at each other. That's why the whole ESPN thing, embrace debate is so kind of prevalent at that network and across sports media in general because you know that's what drives eyeballs and listeners and etc and you do these breakdowns and they're not easy you know if you do involve breakdowns and the other thing is that they're exhaustive you can do a million different versions of oh with here's a cover three but here's a cover three with this adjustment and you know if the offense goes spread and here are your kind of keys and blah 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 like you can just go forever now, you can try and keep it basic, no doubt about it, but even the basic stuff, you have to commit a certain amount of time and a certain amount of you know energy and resources, et cetera. And by the time you do all that, the amount of eyeballs and ROI you get on it is just not there. It's just not. There's just too many people out there who just aren't interested in finding out how that stuff works. Um, Dave, I, I obviously understand there are a number of people who do do care about it. I would suggest uh, probably the best thing you could do if you want visual schematic stuff, check out Dusty's stuff. Dusty Evely, uh, who writes for Cheesehead TV. He has his own Substack. He has his own YouTube channel. He does great stuff on YouTube. I would highly recommend checking that out. Uh, what else we got, folks? Seth, thanks for the super chat. Haven't super chatted since bears equal poop on day two of the draft, so I'm due. Got any tips for the Miller Lite party deck at Lambeau? Be there week two. Can't say I've ever uh, moseyed on over to the Miller Lite party deck, but it sounds like fun. I assume you'll have plenty of Miller Lite, which is not a bad place to be. Um, by the way, bears equal poop is absolutely legendary now here on this channel, so thank you for that. Um, and I tell you what, if there's a great game to be on the Miller Lite party deck. It's against the Bears. So Bears will equal poop that afternoon, no doubt. Crab Cakes, what's up? Thoughts on Pat O'Donnell gifting Book of Mormon to 12? I didn't I didn't see that. I have no idea what you're referring to. Although Book of Mormon is a brilliant fucking show, uh, unless he's talking about the actual Book of Mormon. Thoughts on Dusty Springfield underappreciated? Wow, we are all over the map. It's Friday, isn't it? Um, A little bit. A little bit. Um, I obviously became a huge fan after she did a song with the Pet Shop Boys back in the 80s. And, you know, as a kid living in Wisconsin, all into 80s music, a little bit of 70s, I really didn't have any idea who she was. And then heard that song and kind of took a deep dive. And, yeah, she's probably underappreciated now. Although, at some point, somebody will put one of her songs in a Netflix show or 
something on HBO and, and it'll blow up and it'll get on TikTok and then the kids will appreciate it. Much like uh, running up that hill with Kate Bush or the Smiths. Oh my gosh, the Smiths are back in a big way. My kid, my youngest, Olive, loves the Smiths. Like, what, how did this happen? Bizarre. Tyler, thanks for Super Chat. Does Cobb still have the juice? We will find out, won't we? Yes, 100%. No question about it. Look, I've been saying it all offseason. I did a video about it. Just get him the football. Get him involved in the game plan. Now, obviously, Devontae being out the door makes that a little easier. But, yeah, he's had it. When he's on the field, he produces. The issue has been, as was the case when they let him go the first time, is staying on the field. When he's on the field, he's right as rain and being awesome, especially with the connection with Rodgers. They just have to utilize him more. You know, look at the Pittsburgh game. Look at the Rams game. Yes, 100% still has the juice. And I know you're referencing the song. Ben, thanks for Super Chat. Hey, Nags, looking forward to seeing us spreading the ball against the Vikings and putting up 40. 40! 1.21 gigawatts! 40. I'm I'm here for 40, man. I mean, I'm, I'm not so sure about 40, but I'm here for it. No doubt about it. <laughs> Buffalo Springfield is the best Springfield, and I will stand by that. Illinois, I, I'm down with it. I, I, I feel you. Everybody, everybody's allowed their own Springfield, you know? Where's, oh, Cobb is the bear's killer. Much like fear is the mind killer. I feel you. I feel you. Oh, what else we got? What else we got? Son of a preacher man. Oh, now you're talking. ESPN zone at Disney World is now closed. We figured that two people yelling at each other was not a sustainable theme restaurant model as it was too much like eating at home. Well played, Soder. Well played. I like it. Nags, you can give me an honest, no BS assessment of the way you see the defense playing this year. Oh, Brandy. Brandy, Brandy. I know. I know. You're like chomping at the bit to watch this defense, right? Look, I think they're going to be really good. And as I've said all offseason, the test will be if and when injuries strike and where they strike. And they always do. That's life in the NFL, right? But as long as their frontline guys are mostly together, they're going to be very formidable. And to me, the big test is going to be in run defense, as it always is. Something that, you know, we haven't talked a lot about it this year, this offseason. And it's hard to get a beat on it in practice where they don't really, they do run the ball, but it's like they can't take guys to the ground. They're not as physical as an actual game. And then, of course, the preseason games come and none of the frontline guys are playing. The one little glimpse we got was against the Saints. But even then, a lot of that is pass work because it's a passing league and they want to get that work in. So to me, a big, big chunk of this is how do they hold up against the run on early downs, especially because that's where they really struggled last year. And that coupled with the red zone issues they had a year ago, that's kind of like the blueprint for teams, I would suspect, until they prove they can stop it. And I'm telling you right now, whereas I'm not quite sure how they'll hold up against the run, I suspect they'll be improved there. How much more improved? I'm not so sure, but I suspect they'll be improved there. I have zero question. I mean, no doubt that they will be better in the red zone. If for no other reason than something we heard Aaron Rodgers talk about at his locker kind of early on in camp about the windows and your availability to fit the ball in to guys, they just aren't there. Especially when they're in that two linebacker set with Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker, the speed is so evident, it jumps off the field at you. And their ability to get from one hash to the other and to make things close down and the safety's crashing down. And I'm telling you, it is going to be really hard. And you saw that not just against Aaron Rodgers, but when the Saints came to town as well. 
their quarterbacks had no luck in the red zone. It's just going to be tough. Now, does that mean it's going to be like lights out every week, every drive, et cetera? No, of course not. The league's set up way, way too much to favor the offense. So they are going to score at times. But I think they will be improved in the red zone, and that should help in a big, big way. And overall, I I, I believe in this defense. Um, now, you never really know how consistent they can be from week to week. That's something they got to prove. But, man, on paper and from what we've seen in camp so far, yeah, they're going to be legit. Cyril, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Just overdue. Happy Friday from Canada. Cyril, good to see you, buddy. We miss you on the happy hour. It's Tuesdays again. Hopefully you can make it. Good to see you, bud. Illinois, I want to see AJ, Jones, Amari, and DeGuara in the backfield together. You want the pony? This is the Mustang. <laughs> we're, getting, uh, we're getting crazy over there on Twitch. I like it. I like it a lot. Dave. Thanks for the super chat, bud. Sat prep. If bears equal poop, then Vikings equal A, dead birds, B, just the worst, C, plastic as f- franchise. Oh, it's definitely C. It's without question, it's C. Come on. We all know this. Jim, what do you think of the NFL product today compared to 10, 20 years ago? Stoppage of play, commercials, reviews, officiating. Oh, it's it's in a tough spot. Um, They're in a... Come, I would say they're coming out of a moment of transition in the last few years where they had a number of officials retire, mostly because they saw where the league was headed and they wanted no part of it, and they knew they could make a lot more money on television. But yeah, they, you know, the one thing to me that is really kind of harder to watch now is the offensive line. Offensive line play across the league is tough to watch week in and week out for most teams. Not every team. Some teams have good offensive lines and they are able to stick together. But especially when injuries strike, you know, you got to keep things so basic, and it's really hard to get a consistent running game going. That's why the 49ers are such a wonder. You know, they're physical all the time, point of attack, and really move the ball on the ground. And that is hard to do in today's league. And offensive line play, to me, is the one area you can really point to where there has been a noticeable decline. And it is much harder to watch now than it used to be. And that's why these other leagues that are starting up, like, whether it's the XFL, which I know is getting ready to kick off, the USFL this summer, at times it was damn near unwatchable. And people talk about the quarterback play. I'm like, forget the quarterback play. They have no time. The offensive line play is just atrocious. So, yeah, to me, the the major difference in the kind of eras here, if you want to call it that, the last decade plus, is offensive line play. And a lot of that is because, and I talked to David Bakhtiari about this on a podcast I did, I think I was still on the beat, years and years ago but you know in college you're doing all three you know you're out of a three-point stance you're in a two-point stance you're always backpedaling you're always in pass pro you're always in a pass set etc you know a lot of the stuff about firing off the ball and working together in a run game etc a lot of that is maybe not lost but it's certainly not as prevalent as it was a decade plus ago and that has really hurt the product on the nfl level i mean they just because especially now with the cba and all the restrictions they have as far as what they're allowed to do in practice, when they're allowed to practice, how much they're allowed to practice, when they're allowed to have pads on in practice. It's just, and then the fear of injury, you know, the money's so big, you don't want anyone to get hurt, etc. It's just, man, that has really put a clamp on developing offensive lines. And I hate it. I hate it as a football purist, so to speak, but it's the NFL, man. They want people throwing it around the yard, and that's what they got. Michael, thanks for the super chat. Who do you think is the biggest threat in the NFC? 
Honestly, it's got to be the Bucks. I hate it, but it's the Bucks. Now we're talking offensive line. Who knows how much their injuries they've kind of suffered throughout training camp in the summer, how much that plays into their success, I would think a little bit. But before you get too excited, don't forget, Tom Brady gets the ball out of his hands quick. He knows the scheme. He knows the defense. He knows what he's looking at. And he knows where his outlets are, and he knows where to take advantage. Um, I know I saw a number where he was top, if not the top guy, as far as getting the ball out of his hands, like in under three seconds, you know, especially for his long completions. You think, oh, he's taking seven-step drops, and he's even it and needs all this time. Certainly there are plays like that, especially in that offense, but he gets it out of his hand so quickly. Uh, I think if there's somebody who can make it work, it's going to be Tom. And, yeah, I think their defense is going to be good and their offense is going to be good. They're going to be tough. They're going to be tough. No doubt about it. Crab Cakes, what's up, man? Everyone likes Quay's speed, but what else is said? About Quay? A lot. Assignment, sure, for a kid who's just come in. He's been playing there since week, I mean, day one of the offseason, of OTAs. He's been with the starters. And he's been rock solid. That's not a foregone conclusion. That doesn't just happen. Um, he arrives with a nasty demeanor. He gets guys on the ground. I like it. The little bit we've seen in preseason, obviously going against backups for the most part, except in Kansas City there early. You know, for the most part, he's been, you know, arrives on time and in a bad mood and gets guys on the ground. I like that. I'm all in. Carl, thanks for the super chat. I really hope Kylan Hill is back 100% when he's back on the field. He was exciting to watch. Thanks, Nags. I'm with you, man. He looked really good last summer. It looked like he got an absolute, the Packers got an absolute steal when they got him in the seventh round. No question about it. Um, all right, everybody. I'm going to have to get going. Can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a huge favor. Hit like on this video. Subscribe to the channel. And then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. I hope you have a great holiday weekend. Like I said, I'll most likely be back on Monday with another Packers Daily, so I'll talk to you then. In the meantime, have a great Saturday and Sunday. Enjoy college football being back. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks a lot, everybody. Go Pack Go.